welcome to the KC City Church Audio Podcast. We pray you enjoy this following sermon. Good morning, church. <laughs> oh, our Father and our God, we worship you and we exalt you this morning. We give you praise that we are able to come and worship you. Father, we adore you and we love you. I thank you, Father, for this opportunity that I come to testify of your goodness amongst my brothers and my sisters. Spirit of the living Lord, we allow you to permeate our hearts, to align us with heaven's will, and to guide us in a world where we do not belong. We are not of this kingdom, but you have assigned us in this kingdom. Father, strengthen us. Grant us wisdom. Let the words I speak today encourage my sisters and my brothers. Build their faith and give them knowledge on how to navigate in this world. For you have assigned each one of us to be the light in the world. Father, I want to thank you for this moment. That as I speak, transformation will take place. That as I speak, boldness will begin to rise within my brothers and my sisters to establish your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. We give you praise and we thank you for your word. Amen. This morning, church, um, I'm aware there are some of you who are not familiar with who I am. My name is Tendai Togara. I am your sister. I belong to this church. I have been away since, I would say, 2019. Uh, The Lord, I said to Pastor Larry and Pastor Cresta in 2018, Francis and I, my husband, is not here with me today. I said, we feel the Lord wants us to step down from leadership. And it's good to sit under great leadership like what we have here. And Pastor Larry looked me in my eyes and he says, I will take your resignation. But the truth is, you're now going into more work. I was like, all right, I am going on holiday. I don't want to do work. But he was right. I remembered his words because 2019, I was preaching here and there, here and there, here and there, here and there, and I needed to have um, some level of um, discipline and become like a soldier. And last week, Pastor Larry talked about Why is it that we privatize our faith? And um, when I resigned to be an elder in the church, God was saying, now it's time to go into the world and be bold about your faith. 
I was trained here. I was coached here to go into the world. So if you are new to this church, I want to encourage you, you are in a good place. If you learn, you will learn great things. So that's a bit of my story. I am a relationship coach. I work with families, helping them to be households of faith that men and women would love one another the way God wants it to be in a time and a season where it has been redefined. So I meet all sorts of people who come with all sorts of challenges. And I only have the Holy Spirit while I'm there. Because as a coach, I'm told I'm supposed to have a no judgment free moment. I listen to everything and begin to bring everything back to light. It's not an easy thing to do. But I want to thank God because of the training that I got in this place to persevere even when it's difficult. I have won some to Christ. And I'm grateful to God for that. Paul said, I've become all things to all men so that I may win some to Christ. Our gathering here is so that when we go out into the world, we can lift up Jesus. We can be the light and the salt in the earth. But before I continue, I know we are talking about intimacy. I want to share a bit of my story so that you may understand that there are times where there are challenges. There are times where you need to come to a place of humbling yourself before the Lord, where you need to come to a place to yield to God's plan and not your plans. The word of God in Proverbs chapter 3 says, I'll read from verse 1, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace, they will add. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And find favor in high esteem in the sight of God and man. Number five, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Do not be wise in your own ways. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. My brothers and sisters, my message for you today is that true intimacy only takes place when we have trust. You cannot have intimacy unless you trust. And here we have heard from Proverbs that we are to trust in the Lord with all our heart. I want to thank you, CJ, for the worship because all those words we're talking about us trusting. As we were worshiping, we were saying, Lord, we trust you. We are trusting you. Well, my brothers and sisters, it's not easy to trust. 
When we come to the Lord, we come with our baggage. When he picks us up from wherever we were, we come with all sorts of things. The Lord called me and my husband in 2009, uh, 1999 to say, leave your country and go to a nation I'll show you. And there was excitement and joy. Genesis chapter 12, we said, yes, we're going to be like Father Abraham. We are going, we are taking a step of faith. When I got to Australia, I am grateful. I fell in love with Australia before I got here. But I was challenged when I came to the land that God promised me. I was young with two little children, got here and I fell pregnant. I had come from a very strong church and when we landed here, we landed in Perth where we actually uh, sat under Pastor Margaret Court and we were there for nine months and as soon as we got there, I was like, okay, we're going to learn. Immediately the Lord just captured us and we were held into a position that we're like, no, 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 no. We just want to settle in. And I remember a lady came to me and she said, you're here for a mission. And she started nurturing me for those nine months. And within those nine months, the Lord moved us to Roxby Downs in the wilderness. It was dry. The Lord had warned me that you're going to a dry place. And I'd never lived in a dry place. And so some of you, it could be funny. You think, girl, you come from Africa. <laughs> I come from Africa, but I'd never experienced a desert. It was not only dry physically, but I found it dry spiritually. The physical dryness was okay for me. The spiritual dryness was not good for me. So I began to cry and I said, God, where are you? Why have you sent me to a God-forsaken country? <laughs> it sounds funny, but it's deep. Why was my cry like that? I was looking for an older woman who would nurture me so that I could be a good wife, so I could be a good mother. I was surrounded by women who spoke ill of their husband, who spoke ill of their children. Their tongue was not a tongue that spoke life. And I'd been taught by the word of God that we are to speak life and not death of our families. And here I was, conflicted, that God sent me here. But where are the people who serve God in this nation? Where are they, Lord? And 
I started praying and fasting and crying before God. I said, Lord, I want to go back to Perth. I don't want to be here in Roxby Downs. I don't want to be here. I want to go to Perth because Pastor Margaret is there. I will grow. I will be taught how to do it. That's a cry of a little girl wanting to be modeled, wanting to be taught. And he said, you teach the women. You be that voice. I said, what? I'm a kid. Your word says, let the older women teach the younger women. That's what your word says. And he says, yeah. But you have my word. And that makes you an older woman because I am the ancient of days. I'm not talking about age tonight. I'm talking about you growing in me. This is your time to grow now. Church, I obeyed the voice of God, but I did not trust God. There's a difference between obedience and trust. So when I obeyed the voice of God, because I love my father, his goodness, it runs after me. So I said, Lord, I'll do it. And I went to my pastor at that time, and I told him my struggle. And I began to gather the women in the whole, it was a small town, a mining town, preaching the gospel. And I asked him, I made a request. I said, I'm not going to have it in our church because I'm not doing it just for our church. I want it for the whole town. I'm thinking of the whole town of Roxby Downs. And he blessed me and blessed my house because that's where we were going to meet. Why am I sharing this with you? You might be asking. In this time and this season that we are in, it's time for the sons of God to be manifested. My excuse was my age to do what God wanted me to do. What is your excuse? I know for sure as I look at all of you, God has called you for something. He has anointed you to go into the world, to preach the good news, to proclaim liberty to the captives. To set the captives free. Let us read the word of God in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. It says to everything there is a season. A time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born. A time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck out what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones.
A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time to war and a time to peace. What profit has that work from that which he labors? I have seen the, good, the God-given tasks which the Son of Man are occupied. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, I want you to hear this. He has put eternity in their hearts. Except no one can find out the work of God, the work that God does from beginning to end. I'm going to read verse 11 again to say, He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. My brothers and sisters, he has put eternity in our hearts. So eternity is not a place we are going. We have eternity in our hearts. We just get to decide where we are going to spend eternity. And I want to encourage you, my sisters and my brothers. It's time to cry for your families now so that you spend eternity with them. Because if we don't do it, we know the end, that we will spend eternity without them. We have to be determined that we will spend eternity with the whole of Australia because we will go and tell them it is in their heart and they are searching and they are looking and we who have the light have to go to them and say, hey, come on, there is a better way. We may suffer a bit while we are here, but we will go to a place where we will spend eternity with the King of Kings, with the Lord of Lords. While we are here, let's not get caught up with the things that are here. Let's focus on the things that are above. Amen. That's why I'm out there. I would love to go and spend eternity with every family in Australia every husband, every wife, and their children. That is why I'm here, so that I can spend eternity with Australians. This morning I was thinking of one of my heroes as I was preparing this. I'm here because of him, Renard Bonke. He came to Africa. He said, Christ for all nations. And because I received that word when he said, Christ for all nations, when God spoke to me and said, go to Australia, I said, yes, Lord, I will go. But the challenge was I didn't trust God enough. When the Australians rejected me, when the Australians treated me bad, I became angry with God. I became frustrated with God. But now I understand because I have gone back to my father 
and I have gone and sat in his presence, and I have gone and searched this word. What does the word of God say? His word has encouraged me and said, Tendai, my child, you have to be like a soldier when you go out there. You can't go thinking otherwise. You have to go like a soldier. You have to go out like a soldier. You cannot go out there just like, oh, you know, I don't know if they're going to like me. They're not supposed to like you. They're not supposed to treat you right. They didn't treat Jesus right. Come on. You've got to be like a soldier. So my dear sisters and my brothers, I have been in a training ground. I have been in a time of praying and persevering. I've been in a time of crying, and I have made peace with death. That if I die today preaching the gospel, it is well. I have told my husband and my kids that you may not like being my, you, me being your mother because I'm going to say some things for the kingdom of God that it will be uncomfortable. I will stand for the word of God. That's the cost I'm willing to take. Because he took that cost. He paid the price for me today to stand here. I once was a sinner. And you know, you laughed when I said, why did you send me to this God-forsaken country? CJ, when you called me and you said, what's on your heart? He said, Tendai, are you okay? And I said, I was fine. You felt that there was something. Well, I'll tell you what it was, and I'll share with everyone. The Lord reminded me, he says, it is a God-forsaken country because you won't do what I've told you to do. That's, that's real. Right in my face. I can handle the truth now. I'm a grown-up woman, and I have to act like a grown-up woman. I can't complain. You see, the problem is if you don't trust God, you complain. If you don't trust God, you obey, but you are like, hmm, why do you have to send me? Why can't you send someone else? Haven't you seen your kids to them? Why me, mom? But when you mature, and your father gives you an assignment. You sit down and you say, how shall I execute it, dad? I'm come here today to tell you, church, to rise up. Amen. Grow up. Grow up and begin to do the things that God has called you to do. And when I'm talking about growing up, I'm not talking about age. I'm talking about hearing the voice of God. For he said, my sheep will hear my voice. I'm talking about doing the word of God. Not just be a hearer of the word of God. I'm talking about getting out into the world and getting your hands dirty and doing what God has appointed you to do. He has assigned each one of us here. Each one of us here has got to superimpose the will of God on this earth. We don't negotiate as soldiers. We superimpose the rule of the king. But we need wisdom. 
For wisdom from above is pure. It's gentle and it's kindness and it's love. But the wisdom in the world is not of God. Where do we get the wisdom from the word of God? For those of you online, I don't know your story, but I want to encourage you. A part of me not wanting to do it, the spirit of fear was ruling my heart. And I allowed it because God has not given me a spirit of fear, but he has given me a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. I allowed thoughts of negativity to tell me you're not smart enough. You're not old enough. When the spirit of the Lord used to say, you can do it, I rejected the voice of God and gave permission to the voice of the father of lies. Who are you listening to? Because we know the truth. And when we begin to know the truth, it is the truth that will set us free. I made up my mind. When the Lord said, it's a God-forsaken country because you have rejected it. I want to apologize to all my Australian brothers and sisters for even calling it a God-forsaken country. For God died, for the Son of Man was sent so that all men may be saved. And when Jesus left, he commissioned us. He said, go into the whole world, not some, the whole world, and preach the good news. Pastor Larry said last week, why is good not good enough? The Australians say, how are you good? And when I came, I said, what is it good? What does that mean? I apologize for that. I'm confessing. The word of God says in James 5, 16, confess your sins to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. I'm now going to serve my Australian brothers and sisters. And I need you to pray for me Amen. that I will do the work well so that when we go to eternity, when we go to spend eternity with the king, he will say like he said to Paul, well done, good and faithful servant. And I don't want to go alone. I want to go with all of you. And all of us will be given our crowns, as my sister was speaking. And then we will cast our crowns before the Lord. And we will laugh and have fun to say, whoo, that was tough, but we are excited we are here. What does a soldier do? Because that's the instruction I was given to be like a soldier. To Timothy 2 says, For therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that I, you have heard from me among many witnesses. Commit this to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You therefore must endure 
hardship as a soldier in Christ. No one engages in warfare, entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is crowned, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hard-working farmer must first to partake, must be the first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus. Christ of the seed of David who raised who, who was raised from the dead according to my gospel for which I suffer trouble as an evil do, as, as an evil doer even to the point of chains but listen to that the word of God cannot be chained they may chain me they may even hit me but the word of God cannot be chained so what do I do when I go out into the world as a soldier? I speak the word of God to every couple that I sit with. I tell them, you probably are suffering from the lust of the flesh. They go, what's that? So I give them homework, study what is lust, what is flesh. So when they come back, they say, you're right. I need to have self-control. I'm sowing a seed using the word that cannot be chained. We have been told not to proclaim Jesus in the secular world, but what is the secular world? Because wherever I go, the atmosphere has to change to accommodate who I'm carrying. So what do I do, my sisters, to give you a practical example? I have so much to share with you, but my time is up. As we go out into the world as soldiers, we must always stay with our eyes focused on the Lord Jesus. Don't look at them. Don't listen to what they say. Don't nature the words they will say. Don't look at how they will critique and say things about you. Stay focused on the enlisting officer. You have been selected by Jesus himself. He handpicked you. He anointed you for such a time as this. He has called you to be the voice of hope where there is no hope. He has called you to be the one who stands with boldness and courage to make changes where change cannot happen. A soldier has no time to say, I don't feel like the way I was behaving. But I have grown now. It's no longer about feelings. A soldier cannot say, I'm hungry. We are getting into a time of prayer and fasting. Why do we go into a prayer and fasting? So that we can get strategy on how we will handle the season that we are getting into. So that we get strategy. Because the flesh needs to be under control. When a soldier is getting under training, they go for days without food. 
Why? Because there's a time when you have to go into the war zone and for days you will not have food. So while we are being trained right now, a time of prayer and fasting in the church, when you go to your workplace and things are not changing and regulations are not changing, you take it upon yourself and you fast for that department. I want to tell you, my brothers and sisters, I made a decision. Because one thing that I said, Lord, I will not put up with is people who swear in my atmosphere. I can go there, I will not put up with this. So then the Holy Spirit gave me a strategy. When I am going anywhere, I say regulations, stipulations have got to be moved to accommodate the one I bring. I will not be denied access because I come with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. You will not deny me access. I will permeate hearts with the power of the Holy Spirit. A soldier never looks at themselves as them. They stand on the government that has sent them. They superimpose and they are not afraid. But they listen to the commander. In every area I go, I pay attention. Because what I did yesterday won't work today. It's a different realm. There are different oppositions. What am I saying to you, my brothers and sisters? It's time to rise up. We cannot be a church that just comes and just hears the word and doesn't do it where we are working. If there is a problem in your department, it's dependent on you to make changes. Don't be like Tendai who came to Australia without trusting God and she started complaining instead of seeking the father to say, Father, how do I do it? Don't be like me. For years I was complaining instead of yielding to the Father and trusting him that he brought me this far. He will not leave me nor forsake me. He will lead me and he will make the pastures green for me. He is a good shepherd. He will not leave you. I don't know my sisters. Maybe some of you have trust issue with God. I want to pray with you this morning that from today you will begin to trust him and walk in the light. You will begin to trust him even when it doesn't make sense. When I came to Casey City Church, I came and I wanted to rest and Pastor Larry said, no, you've got work to do here. And I was like, oh no, I just needed some rest, Lord. I'm a soldier. A soldier only rests when the Lord says it's time to rest. We get bent out because we are not obedient to the voice of God. Church, hear me. The world is waiting for us. And we cannot continue to be whining and complaining. It's time to rise within us to do the will of the Father. Husbands and wives, reestablish the foundation of your homes. Love your wife 
as Jesus loved the church, wash her with the word of God and present her to yourself. Oh, ladies, honor them, respect them, call the king out of him. That is the father's heart. So that we raise children who obey their parents, who honor us, and the father will see the unity in our homes, and the world will say, how come their children are doing well? They are financially prospering. When we are obedient to the voice of God, when we are in unity, there is a blessing that comes. For some of us, we're called to just do that. Those of you who have been called for politics and are afraid, come on. Begin to campaign for that constitution. Begin to get into it. Get the strategy. Pray. Go and make the legislations for the kingdom of God. It's time. You cannot say, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. No. You are not, there is no one to wait for because we don't have much time. You can see what is happening. We don't have much time. We don't have much time to sit around. We have to begin now. Jesus Christ said, when I come, will I find faith? How will we know that we have faith? By stepping out and doing what God has told us to do. And spending time with him and trusting him. Shall we stand? My brothers and sisters born in Australia, I pray that you accept me and forgive me for calling this land a God-forsaken land. You, God loves Australia and we are here to be the salt and the light of this land. And I want to say to any brother and sister who has been disappointed with the call of God upon your life, trust him. Don't do it in your own strength. Just trust him. Yield to him now. Hear yes. his voice. Yield to it's him. Yield to him. Let us lift our hands. You know where you are. You hear where you're supposed and what you're supposed to do. There are some of us here who have been discouraged. Like, Lord, I thought this was going to work. Well, God wants me to tell you that behold, he's doing a new thing. And I know you've heard that so many times. But that new thing is not making sense to you because you're looking at the old. I want to tell you something. He is making the new out of the old. That's what makes it difficult for us to comprehend. That's why he says, can you see it? Can you perceive it? He's doing a new thing with the old. So begin to expect, begin to expect, begin to speak those words that were spoken over you. 
Begin to claim the promises of God that he promised you. Your sons and your daughters will worship your God and you will spend eternity with them. Begin to believe for that family member. Begin to believe for that area that God has called you for. Father, we want to thank you. I want to honor you, my father. I want to glorify you that I have shared with my brothers and sisters. Give them boldness and courage, oh God. Yes, God. To do the things that you have been telling them in the secret place. Anoint them for this new season. Father, even as we place ourselves in a time of prayer and fasting, I release revelation knowledge right now. I declare and decree that people will not be the same. You will give them wisdom. You will heal those that have been hurt and bruised because they were looking to men and not you. Father, I ask for forgiveness in front of my sisters and my brothers for not being trusting of you. You are worthy of all trust. You are trustworthy, oh God. Touch us, oh Father. We thank you. We glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, church. Thank you.